Yesterday is a day that will undoubtedly go down in history because it was the 26th of July 2023 and there was a House Oversight Subcommittee hearing in the United States of America all about UAPs. The witnesses there were Ryan Graves, David Grush and David Fravor, all military or ex-military people talking about their experiences with UAPs or UFOs, if you prefer. So join myself and Neil here on Aliens Explored as we give you this very, very special episode discussing that very hearing. Aliens Explored is a weekly podcast exploring famous and obscure cases of UFO sightings, alien abductions and other strange events from both a believing and a sceptical perspective whilst keeping an open mind. I'm Stu Jackson, a professional actor and amateur ufologist with a particular interest in the crop circle phenomenon. I'll be debating that otherworldly visitations are real. The truth is out there. And I'm Neil Kelly. I'm a professional actor as well and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view. I mean, it's all a bit far-fetched, isn't it? Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Aliens Explored, your weekly or sometimes uh, extraordinary um, episode of your, your weekly look at your... I'm getting this all wrong because because we're not it's not our weekly podcast. This is a special one because we not only look at the mysterious skies and smoke-filled back rooms and undersea and whatever. We also we also look into um, congressional hearings and acts of government, uh, which yes. is what we're going to look at today. My name is Neil Kelly. I'm one of your hosts, and I'm your other host, Stu Jackson. Now, for this week, we're going to depart with the usual sort of bonhomie and chat. We're going to get straight, straight into it. Uh, no time for niceties today. Not today, <laughs> no, because um, so yesterday was the hearing. It was. I mean, just the hearing to end all mm. hearings, pretty much. Um, it was the uh, the House Oversight Subcommittee uh, in the United States of America uh, mm-hmm. had a hearing with um, David Grush, of course, mm-hmm. who has been in the media a lot recently with his whistleblowing on UFO um, black projects, mm-hmm. basically. Um, and also with him as witnesses, there was Ryan Graves, who we have talked about uh, previously in episode forty-nine. Um, mm-hmm. He was he was someone who basically came for when the Pentagon released their now famous videos. You know the um, uh, the Tic Tacs, yeah, and Go Fast, and and those. Uh, he he was kind of like the front man 
That's how I see him. Yeah, he was the, he was the pilot who said, I, saw, I was the one who saw these things. Was it actually his camera that recorded it? Uh, with in, in the case of, I think it was the, uh, the, the, the tumbling one. I mm. believe so, yes. Um, mm. But the other person, interestingly... So, Tic Tac, you're absolutely right, was, was also uh, released at the time. And the other witness was David uh, Fravor. Hmm. Uh, who uh, retired pilot? Uh, who was the pilot who captured the video footage of the Tic Tac? Okay, right. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's who was there. The uh, the committee themselves were made up. It was a bipartisan uh, hearing. Um, and mm-hmm. I was I was really impressed. With one exception, I was really impressed how non-political the the committee seemed to be um the one exception i'm going to mention is uh ms fox who hmm. she asked david grush a question uh, sorry grush we've been calling him david grush it's not uh, i was corrected by our listener israel on this it's david grush hmm. um okay and uh yeah uh so she asked him a question he started answering it, she cut him off, and then proceeded for the rest of her time to just talk about political bollocks, basically. Hmm. Uh, so I was unimpressed with her. Um, but the rest of the committee... What what did you think on, on that aspect, uh, on the bipartisan element of it, Neil? Um, yeah, there wasn't... Uh, I didn't see much evidence of... of politicking of trying to gain party political points in that um yeah there were some notable figures on the panel um i was impressed by i I think i was more impressed by the two pilots in their evidence than in david grush really Um, okay yeah the pilots seem to be more um matter of fact in what they had seen and their assessment of it, um, David Grush seemed eager to convince, and also um, a lot of his information was second-hand. He'd heard it from someone else. His information was second-hand, but uh, ever yeah. since his Newsnight interview, um, it, it, that that that's not that's not news that that it's second-hand. Um, but the stuff he had to oversee and the stuff that. Um, he has witnessed sort of second hand is is basically what brought him forward to say like you mm. guys you know they're, they're basically from what he said and he was very clear about this um, they're diverting funds that you know um, misappropriation of funds was talked about now he kept saying he kept refusing to answer on the grounds that uh he would be in breach of an NDA or in breach of um, what the American equivalent of the Official Secrets Act is, that mm-hmm. he would go to jail for saying this. Yes. Um, he said he could um, present information in what he called, what was called a skiff. Yes. Um, uh, do you know what that, that is, what that stands for? I it's assume it's a... S-C-I-F. I know, that, I know it's an acronym. Yeah. Um, it is basically a... a Closed hearing. It it's um, uh, it, it it's one where people of a certain security level can can have 
Um, mm. I, I forget what the acronym is for, so forgive me for that. But, but okay. essentially, it's 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 closed hearing. But here's the interesting: Congress has been refused that. Well, um, that's something that can happen when um, national security is deemed to be at stake. I know that um, national security is often slammed down as anything that uh, that might be inconvenient. Um, can suddenly be a matter of national security. But you know, if you pass someone information in a skiff, that means someone who has access to classified information can presumably only pass that information to someone authorised to receive it, mm-hmm. and then um, of course they can't pass it on, so that it stays in that closed arena. We will not hear whatever he said. He could not impart at that hearing. We're never going to hear. No, when I mean, it's interesting you've raised this as a point about David Grush because. I've been incredibly impressed. He is doing this by the book to the letter. This is my my perceptive uh, perception, my hmm. take on this. He is absolutely doing this within the rules. Um, hmm. Everything he has said publicly has been declassified, and he's got the clearance to say it. Basically, um, he's been very careful, and I mean, he was quoting chapter and verse. Mm. of the rules and regulations in his answer so he had it he had it all there in front of him the pilots just had what they they had seen they they had their, their personal experiences uh to go on mm. um absolutely but but he delivered what he delivered david grush uh, i felt he delivered confidently um i don't mm. think he was trying to convince anyone i think he was just look this is this is what's happening um, no, I can't share the the classified stuff, but hmm. this is what is happening. Um, worth bearing in mind as well that uh, David Grush is still a serving um, officer, hmm. uh, and that will will tie his hands quite a lot. But it it strikes me as odd that someone who's in the military, an officer, would would feel the need to blow the whistle about funds being directed towards secret military projects. I mean, secret military projects is what the military does. And they do lots of stuff that can't be made public. And I also wondered whether this hearing had been provoked by the outcry of the balloon. And here's where it got political about the the Biden administration's Mm. handling of the balloon case, that it, it entered US airspace apparently over Alaska, they didn't pick it up until it was over Montana, um, and then they let it continue its journey all the way across the continental United States until I think it was off the coast of South Carolina that it was shot down. And the reason given for that was that they didn't want debris falling possibly on populated areas, so they would let it continue its journey all the way. And if it's gathering information and broadcasting it back or narrowcasting it back to someone in China, well then. Yeah, the damage is done. It's it's all it's achieved its mission. Well, and if, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was always going to be. Yeah, what? Are they, well, they're going to wait for it to circumnavigate the globe and get back to China and then land. No, I don't think that's. It, it was a disposable craft anyway, wasn't it? Was. It, it was it very much so. But uh, but that's what I thought prompted these hearings us. that this this great lapse in allowing this initial UFO, but turns out to be. Uh, what what the American military are more concerned about 
it seemingly when when they hear reports of an unidentified flying object or aerial phenomenon that it's it's something from a hostile terrestrial power mm. and yeah. that they're they're falling down on their defense they're allowing an enemy aircraft into their airspace to encroach so i think i i think you're absolutely right in what you're saying that um that the case with the chinese balloon was was a factor that led mm. towards this here but i think th- there have been so many different factors that have that have led us to mm. this point and I, I think a lot of it starts with the release of the videos back in 2017 from the pentagon mm. um, that's where it starts that then opens the door for a uh, serious discussions and it was mentioned a few times in the hearing that you know 10 20 years ago um people in the witnesses position would have been absolutely ridiculed just for having the conversation and that still to this day there are commercial and military pilots who are too afraid mm. to talk about their experiences mm. because they'll be out of a career one of the one of the witnesses, I'm not sure if it was David Grush or one of the others, said that they estimated that something like, you know, if, they said that you know if you see something that's in 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 the sky, and you value your career, mm. don't tell anyone about it. And they reckon for that reason, only something like five percent of sightings are spotted. But of course, you can't really know that if they're not reporting it. Well, um, th- they will talk about it amongst themselves. And whilst I, it mm. was absolutely an estimate um mm. I, I i wouldn't be surprised if that's about right one in 20 yeah definitely but i it, think that was ryan graves I, I, i'm working mm. off memory um, but yeah the, the the idea that defense contractors are milking the military establishment and milking the pentagon that's something that's that's always happened i mean i remember i think it was in the aftermath of the challenger disaster that there was, um, they were looking into <laughs> how much it had cost, and they did discover things like the um, the the, the five hundred dollar spanner and the ten thousand mm. dollar toilet seat, and all, all these, yeah, all, all very special, but specially made, but um, um, eye watering prices for things that are seemingly mundane. And but that that was the thing made... you said uh, just before the Chinese balloon. And sorry, I, I was going to address that. I, yeah, I forgot. Um, yeah, so you were surprised that David Grush has come forward and, and whistleblown, and, and part of it is about this uh, this reallocation of funds, shall we say? No, I, I'm not surprised. I, I'm surprised that uh, an Air Force officer mm-hmm. has found it strange that funds have been diverted to secret projects. That's what the military does. You know, the... <coughs> I mean, America spends more than yeah. It's, it's the highest military spender oh, in the world. The, yeah. the next, the next, more than the la- the next three all put together, mm. whichever they are. Yeah. But um, yeah, but they they've they have to spend that money to stay technologically ahead. And the great fear on seeing something in their airspace that seems to outperform anything that uh, their craft can do, that <laughs> defies the laws of known physics, well, that performs in a way that they don't think a human pilot would be able to survive. They, they wouldn't be able to survive the G-forces, yeah. those sudden changes of direction, those sudden accelerations. Their first concern is always that a, a terrestrial military competitor has somehow leapfrogged them mm. in technology. Yeah. Well, 
well, okay. So, so bringing it back onto this point about you, you're saying he's surprised. I, I didn't get that he was surprised this is happening, but let's not forget it is illegal. And again, this was this was something that came out during the hearing. You know, he took an oath when he signed up hmm. for the military. And that oath is important to him. And it is, you know, I, I don't know the specific wording of the oath, but, you know, it is to protect the public, to look after the public's interest, to to adhere to the law. And this this misappropriation of funds is illegal. There's no two ways about it. And he'd obviously deemed it's not in the public interest for it to be happening. And I'm 100% behind him on that. But I never got that he was surprised it's happening. I think, yeah, we we all know it's been happening. Um, um, the, I, the, I would take issue with both aspects of that. For one, it, is it an illegal misappropriation of funds to spend money on secret projects? Yes. And claim that actually the money has gone somewhere else, that you're kind of cooking the books? Yes. But that's how you keep things secret. You don't let... You know, you, you've got this vast amount of money. You have to show it's gone somewhere. Um if, if because probably access to your accounts is 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 less um well, that, less protected than access to your secret military projects you have to be able to account for the money so you have to kind of make up a lie about what you've actually spent it on or or misdescribe what you spent it on um and and also um i would have thought examining things spending money on on developing technology or exploring technology or exploring intrusions into your airspace is perfectly legitimate expense as far as the air force and air defense sector is concerned it 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 sounds to me and forgive me if i've misunderstood this but it sounds to me like you have just completely contradicted yourself there because on the one hand if it's perfectly reasonable and i agree it is perfectly reasonable to have projects classified projects that the public doesn't have access to yeah that that funds are put into hmm. um a- exploring these things absolutely uh, i'm yeah. 100% but to say well it's going for this thing but then you know a spanner doesn't cost $500 so you know $495 goes to this other thing that very much hmm. Congress and from the sounds of this hearing all the way up to the president doesn't even know about yes that is absolutely illegal that is a criminal offence what to have a secret project that politicians don't know about yeah because the military answers to the politicians not the other way round it's not a dictatorship no, but things have to be some things have to be kept secret, don't they? I mean, there are um, levels of classification, and not everyone is cleared to receive that. I mean, certain absolutely. politicians will be cleared to receive that information. Certain, you know, the the department of someone who's responsible for the Department of Defence or Department of NASA or yeah. you know, the Air Force. Yeah, but not generally. Not no, absolutely. Generally, but you've hit the nail on the head. You have degrees of classification, so. Hmm. What you do is, if you're having a project like that, the the correct way to do it, the moral way to do it, the legal way to do it, is yes, you still have these projects, you just classify it really high. Yeah. That way you, you don't need to very... misappropriate funds. And, and, and the best way to keep a, a secret is something called steganography, is the first thing you do, 
no, I mean, this regards to, to secret messages, is that you hide the communication totally. If you send someone a coded message, um, that can get intercepted and mm-hmm. they might not be able to decode it, but they know that you've sent a, de- a coded message. For instance, suppose someone who was a known paedophile mm-hmm. sent you a very large encrypted file. Mm-hmm. Um, the people monitoring that paedophile's connections don't need to know that you're a Peter, but you're suddenly of interest. They don't need to be able to decode that that file. They mm-hmm. know that the very fact that you've received this large file puts you in the network. Yeah. So what you need to do is hide the communication itself. Hide the best the best way to lose a secret or to have it discovered is to let people know you've got a secret. I I I, I agree with you. Mm. Um hmm. but that doesn't stop misappropriation of funds being illegal. Yeah, but it's. I'm not sure it is misappropriation of funds. I mean, if they, if they like, say it's for this one thing when it's for something else, that is misappropriation, yes. Um, no two ways about that. I, I think there are two ways about that. I think in some cases you have to. Um, hide what the money's being that money is being spent on something otherwise you're giving it away you're giving you know, this oh yes oh by the way this 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 um 500 billion is being spent on this secret project that well, you're not allowed to know about oh well, right there's a secret project i'm not allowed to know about is that right in, okay in, in terms of sort of declaring uh to the public what money is being spent on you would you wouldn't say here's 500 billion dollars on this one secret but you you'd lump it in with hmm. the other secret projects and you'd say there's a hundred billion being spent on a variety of secret projects. Hmm. You wouldn't, so that way you don't know. You don't know if, like, you know, they're they're shoving ten bucks just for someone to go through UFO reports. You know, or or they might be spending like ninety billion on it. You, you don't know. But so I don't think that it, keeps it secret in that way. I'm not sure it's illegal in the way, for instance, um, Iran Contragate with uh, Colonel Ollie North, who was basically secretly selling weapons to Iran to raise funds for the Contras in Nicaragua Mm -hmm. because they didn't have an actual budget for it. They had to find it somewhere else, so they engaged in illegal activity to raise the money, Mm. Um, selling weapons to an enemy, fighting a war Mm. against a supposed ally. Saddam Hussein at the time was an ally. Um, Yeah, that's... Yeah, I can see how that's very, very dodgy. But you know, the, it's a murky world. The world of as soon as you get into the world of state secrets and espionage, yeah, it is a murky world. And and for someone to go out and blow the whistle and say, well, actually, they said they were spending it on this, but actually, it was spent on mm-hmm. on this secret project. Well, I think that's you know, I, I wouldn't he, be surprised if we hear that something horrible has happened to David Grush. Grush. We. Well, that was an interesting... So so moving on a little bit, but you've just segued perfectly into another really... Uh, for me, it was a shocking moment when mm. he, 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 he... Well, he talked about um, the campaign that's been launched against him. And mm. when one of the committee asked him, has your life been threatened because of this... And he instantly went to his, can't talk about that because it's classified. Like, if the answer's no, no that would 
I mean, all right, we can, we can't assume that that's an answer because you know he's not given mm. an answer, but also that's really damning, really damning. I thought what that he wouldn't answer whether his life has been threatened. Yeah, well, yeah, because if it hadn't, that's an easy question to answer. Yeah, but if it hadn't, and he wanted to make it appear that he had, then it's that, also these words. All right, I can't tell you that. Do you know what? And I, you draw your own conclusions. And... I, I I accept that. Um, hmm. I I accept that as a as a response. Um, but the fact he's had this campaign against him as well. Um, and Ryan Graves said the same thing. It was interesting that um, David Fravor. Uh, just no. Everyone's been really nice to me about it all. Mm. Uh, that was quite interesting. But then, David Fravor hasn't been standing up and talking about this um, mm. in the way that both Ryan Graves and and David Grush have have been pushing for disclosure. Basically, they've been campaigning mm. um, for more visibility uh, and for. Mm. So, you know, they're asking for simple things. You know, we want a proper reporting process. That's a reasonable thing to ask for, surely. Um, yeah, you would think, wouldn't you? But um, to be a sensible find thing a reason to ask why not. for. Um, yeah, and I mean, I know David Grush has been very careful about what he's told people that he's not told them anything that hasn't been declassified. But I know from my own experience in the military, when I've been, you know, I've been, <laughs> yeah, got jumped through all the hoops to read a classified document that I have to be, get into the building, get past several guards, get written permission, show certain passes, till I get to a locked room and the security officer, you know, pans with the document and breathes down my neck while I read it. And then you read it and you think, well, there's nothing in here I didn't know. But, quite often what can happen is say, okay, well, this piece of information isn't classified, this piece of information isn't classified, and this piece of information isn't classified. However, if you make a connection between, if you show how these three things are connected, mm -hmm. that's actually highly classified. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think he's in danger of doing that. That's always a risk that someone can say, the fact you've made this, if he makes any kind of conjectural leap, or any comes to any conclusion based on this declassified information, he might actually be saying something very highly classified. I hope I'm not giving anyone ideas who might be listening to our podcast how to go over Dave, after David Grush. I'm sure he's a very courageous man. Um, he's he's certainly um, he's certainly got a, a morality to him. He's, he's got a sense of what's what's right and what's wrong. He understands that although he is in the military. Um, he is serving a democracy. What was it Gene Hackman once said in that film um, when he was a submarine commander? He said, uh, we're here to defend democracy, not practice it. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> on the submarine, I'm in charge. There's no discussion about what we want to do. There's no, there's no vote on it. I'm the captain. Mm. But yeah, towards defending a democracy, which is, you know, it, it's an uncomfortable fit. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you I, you, have you this... use the word courageous with him. I, I 100% uh, am in agreement with that because what he's doing is career-ending stuff. Mm. Um, at no point, even like, even if 
let's say down the road, a year down the road, he is proven to be completely vilified in everything he's saying. Hmm. His career is still over. Yeah, and why would you do that? You know, because you, know, you invest a lot in a military career for for what he and, believes you know, is right. For, for 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 quite a reward, you know, if you, you you survive combat and get to retirement age, which is quite a young retirement age. Mm. You know, you can retire. Yeah, you know, enlisted men can retire on a pension at forty years of age. Yeah. Um, officers older, but um, which means they can stay in the military longer and rise up the ranks higher and get. You know, that's why military officers in this country live in big mansions and own country estates yeah. and and what have you and polo ponies and all, all all that kind of thing. Yeah, they are the members of the established upper classes. Yeah, um, to throw all that away over some some reporting of something or some funds that you think you know, going public about something isn't is is a really dangerous thing to do it is i mean the, the funds thing just to be clarifying that that was one very very small aspect of this hearing mm. um you know he's and and the, the, this was my overwhelming sense with with the whole thing is it was absolutely clear throughout the head, and I I completely agree with what you say. I think you know, just sorry, I'm 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 starting mm. to move on to the next topic. Yeah, but before I do, yes, absolutely, one hundred percent, everything you say there, um, I wholeheartedly agree with, and and the same for the other two witnesses as well. Um, incredibly courageous people who are doing this because it is the right thing to do, not because it's the easy thing to do, because it mm. definitely ain't that. Definitely ain't that, um, but yeah, the the overwhelming. So so we, yeah, we've discussed sort of the misappropriation of funds a little bit, mm. um, but overwhelmingly, I felt watching the hearing. It's absolutely clear from what they're saying, these UAPs are all over the place, all the time. Yeah, nobody knows what they're there. What where they are, what they go, well, where they come from. Well, no, somebody knows where they what they are from. What David Grush said, you know, when he talked about, you know, craft have been retrieved. Um, biological, non-human biological entities have been retrieved with them. But he hasn't seen them himself, so no. But he's seen the evidence. He's seen evidence of it. But yes. I sort of thought the the compelling evidence would be to actually see the thing itself. But the people who are who have the evidence, they're not the people coming forward. No. Because they're the no, people it's... who are operating. And this is kind of the point. People like the military and, and these, these projects, they're supposed to report to Congress. They're not supposed to work mm. above it. And that's what's happening at the moment. It's, yeah, it, it, it's really... It paints a very dark picture of... Um, what's going on behind the scenes? Um, in what is supposed to be a democracy? Um, well, it it raises all sorts of questions for me. I mean, are these things only appearing over the continental United States, or is it mainly the United States that has the capability of spotting them and tracking them? Whereas, if they appeared over Africa, for instance, no one's any the wiser. Um, is it just America, and and if so, why? Um, and if they, if the ETs decided they wanted to go public, they wanted humanity to know, you know, we're here, and we're gonna, 
rough you up a bit if you don't sort your ideas out or whatever their their message is they can do it they don't need to go through channels absolutely um they don't so so two so so two interesting points you've raised there um to address them Mm. in turn so the first one there was a question put to ryan graves uh, because he kept talking about on the eastern seaboard on the eastern seaboard on Mm. the eastern seaboard and they said like and and the question was, oh, is it just the Eastern Seaboard? Is like, oh no, no, it's wherever we've got operations going on, um, hmm. or words to that effect, which says to me, well, no, it's happening wherever there is the facility to detect it. They're finding it, or is it to put the boot on the other foot that um, if these are ETs, it's not that they just happen to be so ubiquitous that wherever they have an exercise um they they'll spot them they'll just come across them that actually maybe those ets are there because there's a military activity going on and they're there to observe it and they're not somewhere else they 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 know where to be um as for um you know if they wanted to take action against us um it wouldn't be difficult then then uh david fravor um actually addressed that one a little bit when he was like did you at all feel threatened it was like, absolutely not you know the way these things were operating the way the the technical maneuvers that they you know if 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 they if they wanted to and and all of them answered the same question the same way when asked um could you defend yourself against these or not? nope 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 <laughs> which you know but that that's that, yeah. That's making a bit of a leap. That's an assumption. We say, okay, we've seen something which, if it's moving like that, it's obviously way more technically advanced yeah. than anything we've got. It's faster, more manoeuvrable. Um, it, it doesn't seem to have any visible means of propulsion. We can't, we can't make that. Mm-hmm. But they're kind of assuming, <laughs> I suppose, judging by their own standards, that these things are also armed, that but- they're capable of of destroying anyone they decide to destroy but maybe they're not you know well, no david our spacecraft aren't generally armed david fravor was saying he didn't feel threatened at all so he got no imp- no, no impression of armaments or threatening behavior or anything like that so it's not they're they're not assuming that they're armed but the question was if these things were to attack hmm. could you defend against them and of course, and, a lot of defence is in manoeuvrability and speed and things like that. Well, if they it's that, but Matt is also having also having some kind of weapon, and yeah. you know, yeah, air, it's, it's, well, not, it's if, not about if the, the question put to you. If, if I say to you, if someone in the street comes up and threatens your life, instantly the image in your head is that that person is armed. So that hypothetical um, question, absolutely, I think it's perfectly. No. Reasonable. Um, what, I, what I'm getting at is that yeah, military aircraft know when they're being tracked by radar, and um, radar carries with it a signal so that they know whether it's um, friendly or hostile radar. They know whether it's their mm-hmm. own defences or someone else's air defences. It carries this special encoded signal, and if it's yep. someone else's, the plane will automatically arm and launch a missile yep. at okay. the source of that radar. It happens almost without. It's, it's nearly happened a few times on exercises here. Yes. Um, so a couple but, of police officers nearly got wiped out by the, because of their radar gun. I remember but, you saying yes, but 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 you know, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, if someone's got if someone else has got advanced technology, they, they could track a plane in a way that they wouldn't know. But as far as exactly. they're concerned, they they weren't being tracked. There was no, no. 
there was no um, weapon system heating up ready to go for them. As far as I can say, it was this, they could just see this thing was benign, but that what they could tell was they wouldn't be able to shoot it down. You're saying... they, but they, they, the, the thing might be able to shoot them down if it had a weapon, but they don't know. But no, absolutely, and I, I never got the impression from the question or the answers that um, they but could. What, what I'm saying to you is that I'm agreeing, and they're agreeing yeah. with your point that uh, if these UAPs wanted to wanted to wipe us out, they wouldn't have to. Yeah, it wouldn't be difficult for them. But 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 what they didn't say, what I thought they said was that I saw no indication that this. UAP was carrying any kind of weapon system. Yes, that was said. That I would have recognised, and or that my my aircraft sensors would have recognised yeah. as a as a weapon. Yes, but they also had no means of propulsion that they mm. were able to recognise, or their equipment was able to recognise. Yeah, presumably they can fire a missile that also has no visible means of propulsion. Yeah, that it's a. A reasonable, I wouldn't say assumption to make, but um, it's a reasonable thing to be aware of the the, the potential for that. Yeah, absolutely, hmm. absolutely. Now, and and again, just to be clear, so you mentioned about extraterrestrials a little while ago, um, and David Grush was very, very particularly specific about that. He kept saying non-human, hmm. and and in fact, one of the um, one of the committee did ask him, "Why do you?" keep saying non-human when rather than fall into the vernacular like extraterrestrial mm. and he said because we don't know because you know That's you true. need to yeah. keep an open mind about it we don't have the answer we don't know that there are all mm. sorts um also interesting to know i i wasn't aware of this uh, uh, uh or, or if i if i was aware of it i'd, I'd forgotten um david grush has a degree in physics yeah he said uh, that was that was um impressive mm. to hear so uh, yeah um overall so let's let's not draw this out too long i think um overall overriding impression neil of the hearing what what's your takeaway from it um i almost felt like the discussion of extraterrestrial or non-human vehicles was um, a, a sidebar almost that that what the hearing was about was about something they could do something about, which is um, proper accounting for funds, proper accounting for military budgets. That seemed to that was my main takeaway. That's that's the thing they're going to act on as a result of of all this. That's my takeaway from it. I can I can sort of see what you said. I think for me it was less about the funds and more about. Um, the 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 response to it the by saying oh no 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 it doesn't happen it doesn't happen it doesn't happen when it's very clearly happening that puts lives at risk that creates a danger not just obviously with commercial flights with um with with hmm. military maneuvers things like that um so. I think they're saying, look, these things are very clearly here. They're very clearly real. And we need very simply to acknowledge it because then we can start mitigating, investigating, but do it properly. Um, that, so so I, I sort of see where you're coming from there, but I, I got a hmm. different take from the same thing. Um, yeah, but, I mean... but for me, the... 
biggest overriding thing of all is the fact that this hearing happened. Hmm. And that it was taken seriously because as a subject... So, as we know, so I, I, so I started getting involved in ufology through an interest in crop circles. I actually don't think mm. there's a connection between the two, but that's a whole other discussion. Um, but you mm. can't look at crop circles without ufology cropping up uh, repeatedly. No, because people... Are, you might not think there's a connection, but an awful lot of people do. A lot of people do. And there might be. But I just don't mm. think we know, um, is, the, mm. is, the, is the answer. And that's the thing. We don't know. Although I didn't hear any disagreement throughout the course of that hearing. There was no one saying, well... If there's such a thing, you know, they all seem to take as red that yeah these these things have been spotted. Um, a yeah. kind of UFO that um, have we talked about the um, the the grey or black cube within a, a transparent sphere? No, we sphere. haven't. We no, haven't. we haven't. That's, which thing, that which came a, up a lot? A, a really interesting uh, UFO type. Uh, we, hmm. We've talked about orbs. We've talked about spherical UFOs. Uh, hmm. Definitely. A, so. Yeah, that's that's something that we might revisit that in a future episode. I think that's that's a worthy topic in of itself, mm. definitely. I'll make um, a note. But but yeah, but what I'm saying is is um, so for over twenty years, I've been kind of at the very least on the edges of ufology, and twenty mm. years ago, the idea of a hearing in Congress where UAPs are discussed openly. Twenty years ago, that would have just been absolutely incredible, and I won't be surprised if far, far more people, if we if we start to get ex-military uh, and commercial pilots coming forward now, coming mm. basically out of the closet, so to speak, and talking about their experiences. I, I can see in the next year or so an absolute flood of of people talking far more openly about what they've experienced because of this hearing. Because yeah, I, it's legitimised UAPs. I, I still think yeah, the hearing was about funding and misappropriation of and was also occasioned by the embarrassment over the Chinese spy balloon. That, that, I think that's what aspects. Yeah. 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 Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll ask our listeners to let us know <laughs> what they think. What do you reckon, Neil? No, I think uh, that's probably the best idea because we, I don't definitely, know. Um, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> I'm just shooting the shit here. No, <laughs> I, don't I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, interestingly, I was yeah. talking with uh, one of our listeners um, yesterday. Uh, just after the hearing happened, who 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 is a self-confessed, uh, self-professed, sorry, um, skeptic, hmm. and and I asked him the question. I'm not going to name names um, for obvious hmm. reasons, but I asked the question. Well, given that we've had like in 2017 these these videos, the Tic Tac, the you know Go Fast, hmm. all the rest of it. Um, given that the Pentagon have basically said very publicly UAPs exist. How hmm. how can one remain a skeptic? Um, and and he qualified it by saying, "Well, he, he it's not." I'm, I'm paraphrasing a little bit. Um, hmm. So for this particular listener, um, forgive me for paraphrasing, but I'm going to anyway. Hmm. Um, but yeah, he he said that it's not. Um, 
it's not a scepticism over whether or not UAPs exist, but it's scepticism over whether or not they are extraterrestrial. It's scepticism over whether or not they're even artificial. You know, it could be a natural mm. phenomenon that's going on. And until we know, at the moment, we just don't know. Um, and I, I get that. I, to me, that's not scepticism because it acknowledges the existence of UAPs. That to but, me is what uh, scepticism's about, but but scepticism as a as a a phrase it seems to be evolving. Um, but I, I also think that with the more we accept, the more um, we're watering down actually what it is we're accepting. We've gone from flying saucers with little green men to okay, we're going to call it a UFO. It's just an unidentified flying object. Might be a flying saucer, but we don't know. We're not saying it's a flying saucer. We're saying it's something up there, and we don't know what it is. And we've moved from that to calling it, actually, we're not going to say UFO, we're going to say UAP, an mm -hmm. unidentified aerial phenomenon, because it might not be an object. It could be a trick of the light. It could uh, be some kind of, yeah. Unidentified whatever. anomalous phenomenon. To yeah, be, <laughs> to unidentified be anomalous specific. phenomenon. We're, not, we're, we're um, not even saying it is a what, thing. We're saying, yeah, there's stuff up there. You see things in the sky and we don't know what they are we're removing the speculation aspect from it um we're removing but, you know is it flying well no it it might not be flying so we're removing that speculative aspect is it an object even no we're, that's speculation so we're removing that until we actually yeah. know what yeah. we're dealing with i i I'm all on board yeah. for that. Anyway, so, no, I, I, I just feel like we're getting vaguer about what we're sure about. Uh, if you yeah. get my drift, yeah. yeah, it's important to know what you don't know. There's probably some yeah. um, some ancient wisdom uh, phrase about that knowing what is. you don't. Oh, that's it. The start of wisdom is to know that you know nothing. Hmm. Yeah, and that's where we are. We know nothing about these, and that is a really important thing to acknowledge. Um, yeah. But we were asking our listeners to tell us what they think, not what they know, because we know hmm. all know nothing. But um, but no, I mean, if you do know something, listeners, do tell us that as well. But uh, let us know what you believe, what you what you speculate, what uh, what was your uh, what you take? know, what you know that you're not supposed to know. Absolutely, we definitely want to hear that. But uh, yeah. but tell us your take on the hearing. What was your takeaway from it? What was your highlight from the hearing? Uh, what could have been better? Um, should the hearing have happened in the first place? All that stuff we definitely want to know about. Uh, you can email us, of course, aliensexplored at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on YouTube. Uh, so you can find all of those. And in fact, to our YouTube viewers, I, I apologise. I've realised after we started recording, my T-shirt's quite dusty, so um, apologies for looking it, it scruffy show. on camera. It doesn't show. <laughs> Fred, Fred, my Aliens Explored T-shirt is in the wash, so I didn't... Uh... I didn't dress. I didn't dress for the occasion. Uh, but yes, uh, do let us know what you think. Uh, we'll be back with our regular scheduling on Friday. That's tomorrow. Um, so yeah, we've got uh, oh, whatever episode it is coming out tomorrow. Oh, our three-year anniversary episode tomorrow. So uh, don't right. miss that one. In the meantime, cool. keep watching these congressional hearings, and of course, keep watching the skies. Take care for now. Okay. Catch you next time. Bye-bye.